This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. This podcast brought to you by My Patriot Supply. Did you miss the chance to get a 72-hour emergency food supply with free shipping for just 10 bucks? What's wrong with you? Don't worry. Call 888-411-7440 right now. They have a few left, and they're selling out fast. 888-411-7440. What are you waiting for? A disaster? Do it right now. 888-411-7440. The experiment was a success. Begin Life Force Reboot Program now. Stand clear. Life signs stable. It's alive. Set it loose. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Ah, yes. Welcome to it. How in the world are you? How you holding up? Did you have a happy Thanksgiving? Good. I did. It was it was fine. We were all together, enjoying family, friends. And then yesterday we have Black Friday. Yes, the wonderful day that we've come to know as fellowship. Time to enjoy everything that we learned and thanked God for on Thursday. Like some of these examples. Florence Mall, Florence Mall, Florence Mall, World Star, World Star. Florence Star, Florence Star, World Star, World Star. TV is bad, bad. Oh. I don't know if I could take the whole thing. I thought I could. Ooh. Oh no, I want a TV. All right, I'm gonna hit this cop. Thank you. A little fellowship with friends and just colleagues, neighbors, people from the community. Agonizing. Now, if you went out yesterday, I hope you followed all the rules. We heard all the stories about don't shop alone. Make sure you take someone with you. Four eyes are better than two. Hope you're not fighting over standing in line to get that TV that really isn't on sale that much to begin with. Now, most of the sales I saw 
you know, were not that good, to be quite honest. But maybe worthy for you. Now, a couple of uh, a couple of highlights from that montage. Uh, the first one, where it's been classic, where the lady steals the steamer from the kid. Um, first, we heard I heard that it was uh, from Saginaw, Michigan, my hometown. Represent, and then we hear that it's probably not real. It was a staged event for one of the late night TV shows, and then you heard uh, you heard uh, the fourth uh, time all world star, world star, fourth time all. Apparently, World Star is a website, a hip hop website, but it's also full of fights, street fights, which is a wonderful thing. So, as soon as you see a fight, you got to post it so World Star pops it up for you. <laughs> Good stuff. And there's great footage on the Blaze from people, and I say great footage, sad footage, sad footage of people climbing over the refrigerated sections the coolers in the middle of the walkway there and the walmarts you know they have the juice in and the eggs and they put the they put the different refrigerated items in that are open you just walk by throw them in your cart people that's easy quick easy buy that's what they do it for you have to actually go up to the windows to get the other refrigerated items but you put those ones in the floor people just walk by oh yeah we need that toss it in the cart Quick, easy sale. Not that grocery stores would do anything like that. So I hope you made it out okay. It's really kind of sad and pathetic that people are, we've come to expect the worst. And many places around the country, we get it. We had Chicago protesting, shutting down Michigan Avenue, shutting down Chicago, stores can't sell goods. They want the release of the man that was arrested. They're still upset. The police officer, we wanted the police officer charged with the murder of the young man in Chicago. Okay. He was charged with murder for the young man in Chicago. It wasn't soon enough. That's not good enough. What is good enough? Not that. Should have been done earlier. Why wasn't it done earlier? But we did arrest him and we he's on gonna go on trial for murder. No! That's fine, it's not good enough. And then the horrific Black Friday event in Colorado Springs. Gunman at a Planned Parenthood. bad the shooter according to someone with knowledge in the case is from North Carolina they don't know a motive yet police officers killed wounded it was horrible. Standoff for six hours or more. Just the mental anguish of those people, let alone the murders. Horrible. 
Now we can talk about the not necessarily the jokes, but the people that were wound up about all the news programs worrying about the people who were who were murdered in the shootout by Robert Lewis Deer and how they were saying they're all wound up about these people being curled, but they're not being wound up about the Planned Parenthood killing babies with abortions. Yeah, we can talk about that. Doesn't have anything to do with the people who were actually murdered yesterday. We can talk about, you know, was he wound up because his girlfriend had an abortion at this place? I mean, we can make Black Friday jokes at the Planned Parenthood shop. We can do all of that, but it's still horrible. It's still bad. And it makes everything just in the U.S. look bad. Look bad. We can talk about the Fight Club. We talked a little bit about World Star, World Star, the website, post street fights in Germany. We already have the special behind the scenes women fight club, no holes barred. They tie them together. They tie them together. They rent the rooms, they tie them together. These women show up and they fight. All for. I guess it would be, I don't know if it's legal or illegal to gamble on it. I just stopped by to watch the fight. World star. World star. Exactly. Exactly. That's great. Somebody is fighting in public. I can post it to a website. Yay. Yay. And the private fight clubs for women and men. Yay. Man, we could post some of that footage. Unless I'm sure most of those with big-time illegal gambling, uh, no phones. There'd be no phones and no cameras. This is a private fight club. You come in, leave everything in the box. Bet your money, watch the fights. Get out. You'll get your phone and everything. I'll watch you leave. Have a nice day. And we could talk about how a man snatches an elderly woman's purse at a Walmart in Texas and everybody's all excited because the crowd ran him down, held him there for police. One person fired off a gunshot to slow him down. Now, in the story, they talk about that person is in trouble. Yeah, that person should be in trouble. Don't just fire a gun in the air. I mean, the story talked about, now, perhaps the person fired the gun into the ground to stop him because, you know, you hear the gunshot, you're still, whoa, hey, somebody's shooting at me. But the story talked about how the woman shot the gun in the air. You don't just do that. You know that. Those bullets have to go somewhere, don't they? Yes. Yes, they do. I can't. I can't, for any reason, think of why I'd want to go out on 
Black Friday. I mean, it is. I can remember as a kid, my mom and my grandparents, and some of my, my aunts, you know, after Thanksgiving, we'd have the big Thanksgiving get-together, and, you know, everybody would go home on Thanksgiving evening, but they would be looking forward to tomorrow morning. We'll see you tomorrow morning, bright and early. And they would pack in the cars and go Black Friday shopping and load up the trunk with Christmas shopping. <laughs> I could not do that in today's world. First of all, why? Why? For a deal you can get online the day before and have it shipped to your house? I don't have to leave my home? <laughs> Please. Okay. So it's got the big weekend. Thanksgiving, many stores were open on Thanksgiving. I don't know, you know, I kind of, it's kind of a strange feeling on that. I kind of think, well, you know, if uh, people are going to go, you know, the store should be open for business. But then it's a holiday, the stores should opt probably to be closed, right? I mean, the big sporting Sporting store REI closed, and they made a big deal about closing and their website and closing on Black Friday and saying, hey, you know, get outside, which I would have loved to have done, except it was raining and storming, which we will get into. So my, my home now has some damage that I'm agonized over. But that aside, you know, many places over the years, Thanksgiving and Christmas were the days that you would close. And guess what? You lived. It was okay. You realized the store was going to be closed tomorrow. I need to get what I need to get now so I don't have to go to the store. And if you run out of something, oh, well, nope, we're out of that right now. Sorry, kid. This is what you get. So you got the big weekend. I'm excited. We're back on Blaze Radio, 888-900-3393. If you were out yesterday, if you did brave the storm and you witnessed human carnage give me a call 888-900-3393 let me know where it was what happened maybe if uh, you know you've got some footage we can post it to well start but we had black friday we got black friday yesterday we've got recover weekend right we've got uh today and tomorrow to recover and then we're right into cyber monday more online deals which probably won't be any better than the deals that are already going on right now online But we've got to call it something, right? Right. So we'll just call it Black Friday, Recover Weekend, Cyber Monday. Yay! It's America. We can call it something. Here we go. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. This podcast brought to you by My Patriot Supply. Did you miss the chance to get a 72-hour emergency food supply with free shipping for just 10 bucks? What's wrong with you? Don't worry. Call 888-411-7440 right now. They have a few left, and they're selling out fast. 888-411-7440. What are you waiting for? A disaster? Do it right now. 888-411-7440. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. Welcome to it. 
888-900-3393 is the phone number. I really seriously hope you had a great Thanksgiving with family and friends, and uh, we're thankful for all that we do have in this country, despite what many people in this country and this administration that runs this country want to tell us. I really am frustrated. And well, look, I wasn't going to get into this, but you know, I'm really tired of hearing. I I, I don't want to get too involved in President Obama, and he drives me crazy, and I don't even like saying his name hardly anymore. But I'm tired of being told how bad how bad we are. I really am tired of being told how bad we suck and how everything is wrong by him, by all the universities, all the protesters, everything is wrong. Okay, what's right? If I think that what you think is wrong is wrong, then that's wrong. I'm really tired of it. And I'm tired of this president that is in office now gallivanting around the world talking about how bad the United States is instead of telling the world the United States is the place the place they want to come. It sure as hell is one of the places they want to come. He wants to open up the gates and let them in. He thinks the he thinks the Syrian refugees are just like the pilgrims. Uh-huh. Right. They sure are. And when we more news comes out, it's, it's going to get ugly. I'm telling you. And you think it's ugly now? I mean, I, I don't want to sound like, uh, you know, the guy that runs this joint, Glenn Beck, but it's going to get uglier. And it might just happen faster than we think or that we want it to. Because it, when we find out, look, you got you got Russia pissed at Turkey now, right? They're not. We're going to try to try to calm it without battling each other. Well, we'll stop the visas, the free visas. You can't go anywhere, and you're passing. Uh huh. And if I am Vladimir Putin or any world leader for that matter, and I've got Barack Obama telling me I shouldn't do something, I'm doing it. A, you know he's not going to do anything. Except, that's wrong. Another line in the sand, but we just we just sweep that away and build another line. The other, the new line is over here. And instead of reminding people, you know, there's a reason why all these people want to come to the United States. And guess what? We want you here, if you want to come here. But we want you here, coming in the right way the legal way (gasps) and when you well i mean we've come so far now you start talking about illegal aliens and that's racist stop it stop it and now you've got ahmed the clock kid suing irving texas Suing Irving, Texas. I don't even have the story in front of me. I just, I don't even, I shouldn't even have gone off on this because now I'm going to go deep into something I don't want to go into for a Saturday, especially on a holiday weekend. My gosh. Lighten up a little, would you? Please? 
I know it's raining and storming. It might be snowing where you're at, unless you're in, you know, the deep south, where it's going to be warm and beautiful. Every place else around the country sucks. It's rainy, it's cold, it's windy, it's snowing. Tired of it. Man, we need to post. We need to find some people fighting and post it to Worldstar. I want to see some new posts on Worldstar from today. Not only Black Friday. Man, we got to have some new posts from today. Worldstar. Thank you. Go there, post it up. The Jeff Fisher Show. The Blaze Radio Network. returns on the blaze radio network it does it is it has 888-900-3393 is your phone number mike opelka pure opelka coming up immediately following this broadcast on the blaze radio network and then right into andrew wk with america wk chris salcedo mike slater joe pags that's your saturday lineup uh you need not go anywhere else i mean yeah there's some other stuff happening around the world but so what you put the Blaze Radio on, you shop online. You don't need to go anywhere. You're not going to go anywhere anyway. The weather's crappy, right? Right. The weather's crappy. It's cold. It's raining. Your bones ache. You're getting ready for that surgery. I can't stop thinking about my sh- shoulder surgery. I don't want to have it. It's going to stink not having both arms. I mean, I feel for any, <laughs> I'm fortunately, hopefully will get mine back. Unlike other people who have lost their limbs, but I don't want to live six weeks without it. And I'm going to, well, at least two or three anyway, for sure. And I just saw, look, I've had knee surgery since I was 14 years old is my first knee surgery hundred years ago. Okay. I have plenty of knee surgeries, but I just saw where they're making a big deal out of Mike Huckabee's Back on knee surgery, just had a bone chip taken out. They said it was a huge bone chip. Shut up. A, uh, rarely do they let you see your bone chips. So I'm uh, for sure you can't keep them because I tried to keep my old knee when they replaced my one knee. They wouldn't let me do it. Bastards. But aside from the surgeries, Okay, because you can with orthoscopic surgery, you're you're back on your feet. They want you they they want you back on your feet with the knee replacement surgery. I mean, get up, start moving, let's go. And yeah, yeah, it hurts. Walk. So it's not that big a deal that he's back up walking. You know, with the help of a cane, uh, with his orthoscopic surgery. I mean, I've had plenty of those. They, you know, it's three probes in your knee. Okay, a camera, a scraper, a sucker. There's a camera, yep, right there. We're going to scrape right there. And the vacuum cleaner. And we suck out the bone chips and we're gone. Okay, it's nice and easy. However, my point, Mike Huckabee. Mike Huckabee, running for president of the United States. Television star. American, you know, celebrity of, of some sort, right? Whether you like him or not. They show him walking on stage. He's got one of those little... I don't even I don't even know where you get them. I guess from a from a drugstore, the metal canes. 
They probably gave it to him at the hospital, the metal, the metal adjustable canes. Mike Huckabee, dude, you can do better than that. Seriously. I mean, I've got a cane that my grandfather had. It's wood. It's, I mean, I love the thing. I use that. Mike, you could tell me Mike Huckabee can't have a better cane than just some cheap, probably $8,000 billed to insurance from the hospital, adjustable cane. Come on, dude. Come on. You're not going to be president looking like that. You're just not. Okay? Not going to happen. All right. So those of you shopping, they're making a big deal now of the security cameras using facial recognition to see if you're a shoplifter. Now, over the years, they've tried to do the facial recognition in uh, different cities, different areas of cities where a lot of people show up. And they don't have the they didn't have the technology to make it go fast, and they don't have a lot of uh, a lot of police departments uh, intertwined for quick information. Now, with Homeland Security and many cities trying to come together, they can do it a lot faster. So they're using cameras with facial technology to identify shoplifters. And in some cases, it says in the story, big spenders. Oh, so you can, we're just going to check all the faces that come in. Oh, okay. Now, we know we have facial uh, recognition uh, software that works pretty good along with some sort of other identity, right? So, I mean, they send you a, a, a ticket for going through a toll without having a tag, and there's your picture, they've got your face, and they've got your... Uh, your automobile license, and there you go. There's your tag, and uh, you owe us money. I mean, they they do that all over the country. And why we don't have a generic toll pass for all the toll roads in the country? That will that's got to that's got to happen soon. But they obviously snap your picture when you're coming in, and then it goes to the database of known shoplifters. Now. You know, provided by local police in your area, and that's that's look. In uh, back in the old days, shoplifters would come in, and you would uh, give them what's called a trespass warrant, and you would kick them out. Right? You catch them, give a trespass warrant, kick them out. They can't come back. Now, you hope that they gave you the right name, you know, their proper name. Most shoplifters don't, huh? Are you telling me that as somebody who's doing a crime lies to you? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Huh, okay. So, then a million years ago, you started doing taking a picture of them. And you could do that now, you know, with the phone or whatever. But the, we used, uh, 100 years ago, they, we had went out and got a Polaroid camera. You know, so we have separate pictures of everybody stapled to their trespass warrant. So, no matter what name they use, nope, that's your face. That's facial recognition, right? And they'd come into the store, and that's them. So, you know, it's just old-school recognition. Now, what they do after they recognize you is what's kind of important, right? So they take your picture, you come in, and they go, ooh, that's a big spender. Now, do you come up and you say, hey, how you doing today? Just for you, you've been in here a bunch lately. We're going to give you a better discount on products from that department right now. Go. 
It's a blue light special just for you. Or do you, if it's a shoplifter, do you kick them out immediately? If it's a known shoplifter but hasn't stolen anything from you but has stolen from other retailers, so they're in the system, right? Uh, What do you do? I mean, we are, it's minority report coming true, right? Now, it's up to the, according, <laughs> I love the uh, the line that, uh, you know, it's, look, it's up to the retailer what happens after that, okay? And the retailers, we don't really like to talk about the technology that we're using like that because, mm, you know, we don't want people to really know we have it. And even if you know that we have it, uh, we don't. We're we don't really use it. I mean, we. Oh man, no, 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 no. We do not use it. Okay, we don't want you to use it. Now the company is saying, "Hey, we got the. We're giving them the technology. What they do with it is up to them." Now you can't have, especially like days of Black Friday. Uh, I I looked. Uh. uh Somebody tweeted that they worked in retail, and it's called uh, they. He worked in retail for many years, and they used to call it the Blitz. I've seen it happen before in retail stores as well. Um, you can call it whatever you want, but uh, it's overwhelming, and so a crowd of people, like Black Friday crowd, comes in and storms the store, and you can only you know you maybe stop one or two. The facial recognition is not going to work because it's a, a massive crowd coming in. You can take all their pictures and go back and catch up. But at the time, you're, you're, not, going to, you're not going to catch up at the same time. And so you come in and the crowd is going through. It's a crowd, and you, um, you know, many people in that crowd are stealing you blind, shoplifting, going crazy. And how do you stop it? You can't unless you lock the doors, unless you shut it down, right? And then what have you done? Ooh, man. You've started, a, you've started another war. People can't get in. People can't get out. And you're searching everybody as they come out of the store? I don't think so. And maybe you do. Maybe maybe you say, look, you come in and that's what's going on. We have, we have the right to do this. Good luck with that. Good luck. Now, I know some places, and that's what they do. Some places, uh, they there's re- they reference a, a jewelry store in the story that uh, had a known shoplifter thief come in the store, and they locked it down. They would lock it down. Boom. We help you. Now I don't know if they. Now I, I would say that it would be okay here in America if you did that by saying, "Can we help you?" And then, you know, they don't get anything or whatever. Let them out. I mean, most jewelry stores have an armed security guard there anyway. But to not let them in, right? To say get out or stop them in the in the breezeway of the two doors, like uh, they come in, facial recognition, shoplifter, <laughs> locked. You can't come in. 
No, thank you. We don't want your business. That's tough. That's tough. So good luck. It's coming to America. And probably, you know, obviously they tried to do it for years. Uh, The first one in the country that I remember was in Ybor City in Tampa, Florida. And they couldn't keep up. The technology wasn't fast enough for them. They couldn't react fast enough. I think we're past that point now. And with some of the technology that uh, we'll talk about a little bit later during the show, um, it's, you know, there's some amazing stuff going on. I love it. I'm ready for it. Bring it. And with all the technology that we have in the world, I still, I still can't get a house that doesn't leak. (laughs) And we'll talk about that in a moment. This is The Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. The Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. It is that on the Blaze Radio Network, 888-900-3393. I hope all of you uh, had a wonderful Thanksgiving, as this is the first post-Thanksgiving broadcast of 2015. Now, I looked, look, we can talk about, you know, my house leaking. You know how good I, I mean, I love leasing. I talked about it before many times. You know, I don't, I don't, the house I'm living in now, I don't, I'm not buying. I'm not looking to own it. I'm leasing it, so it's kind of nice. You call the leasing company. This is the first time, however, that I've rented a house from a leasing company and not just a single person who owned the house. Okay. So now I've got to go through this leasing company. And while... Most of the time they're okay. Sometimes it's a real pain in the rear, like it has been the last month since the roof started to leak. Okay, and well, we've we've you mean the person that I've delegated from our special roofing company has not been out there yet? No, 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 sure hasn't. And uh, I mean, you can wait for the whole roof to come caving in. (laughs) Uh, That's fine by me. It's not my house. You can explain to the owner how you let that happen, okay? But it's agonizing. Agonizing. And in Texas, I've never heard so many foundation commercials in my life. So if you move to Texas, know that foundation issues are going to be a thing for your home. Unless you build it right from the very beginning. Huh. So most of these neighborhoods built in old cow pastures, uh, which is the Texas clay here in North Texas? There, I let's say they're not. I want. I don't want to say they're not built built right, but they're not built right. Okay, so if that that clay gets wet, it shifts, it gets dry in the droughts, it shifts, it cracks, and foundations. I mean, people, if you want to make some money, start a foundation company and move to Northern Texas, you'll make a fortune, guaranteed. Because that's all I hear on the radio. I mean, that, those people are making some cash in Texas. And I see a lot of roofing companies. I wonder why I see a lot of roofing companies. Oh, I know, because the house shifts and then the roof leaks. So there's another there's another company you can start in Texas and make a fortune. Foundations, roof. You build the crappy house, 
and then you get the foundation company. Give your give the foundation company to your son and the roofing company to your daughter, and you build the crappy house. And then everybody makes a fortune, and the public gets screwed. How about that? Sound good? Yes, that sounds good. Okay. Now, before I leave you here, I see uh, one of the people that uh, helped produce this show, Brandy, uh, posted on her little Twitter site there, uh, your super villain name. And uh, she believes uh, super, her super villain name is Dark Sword, the Murderer of the Earth. And I was looking to see what mine was, and it is a killer. What the heck is it again? Killer Sword, the Immortal of Lust. Come on now. I mean, that's that's pretty darn right accurate. Now, Aaron, who helps produce this show and also joins me on uh, Talking Walking Dead on Mondays as we recap The Walking Dead, your supervillain name is? Aaron Hernandez, if you're a Patriots fan. <laughs> that's your supervillain name? Uh, Aaron Hernandez, if you're a Patriots fan. I didn't, I didn't see that on the... The name and title list of Brandy's list is just I'm not sure I gotta relook at that list again. This is the Jeff Fisher Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Begin Life Force Reboot Program now. Stand clear. Life signs stable. It's alive. Set it loose. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Hello. Welcome. How are you? Good. So glad you joined me today and joined us here at theblaze.com slash radio. Today we're going to investigate the refugee crisis. Yes, the refugee crisis is undeniably horrible. But according to Mary Ramirez, who writes on theblaze.com, by the way, uh, some of these numbers in this story <clears throat> are unbelievable. I, I, I have to tell you these numbers, and I, you know, you're going to hear this. I know. I apologize. I apologize about talking about the refugees on my Saturday show. I, I do apologize, but these numbers are amazing. Go to theblaze.com. This is from Mary Ramirez. Um, these numbers, four days, the amount of time it took a daily mail reporter to buy a fake Syrian passport, driver's license, and identity card for $2,000, 70%, the number of people who entered Turkey with forged documents in 2013, 38%, the number of refugees actually fleeing the civil war in Syria, one of the eight Paris attackers at least one, was known to be in possession of fake Syrian documents. 
32,658, the number of people killed by terror in 2014, represents an 80% increase from the previous year. 72%, the percentage of the refugee population who are male. 4,000, the number Islamic State itself admits to have smuggled into Europe. One of seven, the shocking percentage of refugees who may have ties to the Islamic State. 95%, think of this, 95%, the failure rate of our own TSA. Those numbers should shock you. Those numbers you will never hear our president repeat. I guarantee you, he'll have a completely different spin on those numbers. But I'm sure that's why before Thanksgiving, he just announced, just going to, you know, just drop those new regulations down. (laughs) That's all. Don't worry about those 2,000 or so regulations that, you know, come down just before Thanksgiving when nobody's paying attention. I'm sure that most of those are all for our safety and good. So don't. Don't worry about it. Stop. Stop thinking about it. Doesn't matter. Okay. Where are we at in today's world? Print newspapers. They're done, right? I mean, they're they're not done, but they're you know almost extinct. Hard news is in danger, right? Television still important, sure, and so is radio. You're darn right it is. In fact. You're going to see how important radio is in just a moment. News is now digital. Social media allows for news and the way they have this and news in parentheses, which is fake news, uh, go viral. So many things that aren't true go viral so fast. And, you know, that makes it true darn near. And it says here on this list, for a younger generation, news is delivered through comedy. That's true with most generations, I would say. Because even though they're saying hard news is in danger, no. I mean, uh, comedy is always somebody else's pain. It always has been. And it's used for truth, right? Yes. Remember Richard Pryor? I was just thinking about Richard. All his stories about growing up in the hatred and the big differences between black and white people and the way black people and white people react to things and how in the end we were all kind of the same. It didn't matter. Right? It was just life. And we could be together. Not anymore. Got to be in our safe space. This is unbelievable to me how far back we've gone. It's just, and heaven forbid any history has any ugliness to it. Oh my God, I can't see that. I can't see that. That, I'm offended. I could possibly be oppressed. Or someone in my family 150 years ago could have been oppressed because of that. 
So get rid of it. I don't want to see it. It's unbelievable. So in all of that, we have so many things in the future, right? We've got, uh, I mean, it's, it's amazing. We have, we're getting ready to have drones flying over neighborhoods delivering goods. Think of that. Think of that. You want to talk about Black Friday. I mean, you're going to look up and there's going to be drones flying over your neighborhood delivering goods coming to your home. Good or bad. Now, at what point do, you know, does my neighbor shoot down my drone? Hey, those are my dishes. You owe me. It's going to get bad. And I live, you know, I live actually where they're going to start doing it. You know, there's a number of places that, you know, a ways off because they don't have any distribution centers. But Amazon wants to be one of the first ones, and they've got a big distribution center not far from where we are here at the Mercury Studios at the Blaze Radio Studios in Irving, Texas. And this is going to be one of their testing grounds. We're going to have drones everywhere, man. Because Amazon, that place, you can order something from Amazon, have it to you in your house in a couple hours here in Dallas, Fort Worth. This is amazing. And now we're talking about self-driving delivery robots, right? They're gonna, those are going to show up in Europe. All you people complaining about, uh, complaining about our taxes. And why, how come Uber is taking our jobs? Uber, people, why are people using Uber and digitally ordering a taxi, a cab when they want it? And it'll show up where they're at in a short amount of time and take them where they want to go. And it just bills to their card and the tip is on there and everything. So all they have to do is get in, go and get out. We want our yellow cabs. Uh Uh-huh. Well, how do you feel about just these self-driving Robot cars delivering stuff. Huh? How pissed you going to be now, taxi cab driver? Maybe you ought to go work for Uber. Okay? Maybe you ought to start providing a service that people still want. Like showing up and being there. Not just waiting for you to show up, but actually saying, oh, yes, someone wants me to pick them up. I'll go pick them up and I'll take them where they want to go. So Starship Technologies is looking for the drone cars. Then they're calling them cars. They're they're not the size of cars. But it will be fascinating to see them go. Yeah, I mean, they're they're not the size <laughs> Sadly, they're not the size of a car. They're like the size of, I don't know, a giant red wagon covered. But you see those bad boys everywhere. It's going to be great. And they're all, we're already getting used to it, right? We did, we've did the story. We've done the story about the, the robot uh, at the hotels in Europe, right? So you ask it for, you ask it for information on the hotels and you ask it for uh, information 
at uh, you know where things are, what goes on. Now they're do- now they're doing the same thing at airports, right? You're going to have that at all the big airports. So you're looking around to try to find some kind of uh, help desk. You don't need to. There's going to be robots. There's going to be a, a computerized robot right there, so you'll be able to go up. Where is gate two? I mean, it's good. It's, they're there, and you're going to get used to using them because it's going to be nice. It's going to be comfortable to walk through that airport and know that, oh, hey, there's the, the blinking information computer. And you're going to need more than one because sooner or later, you're going to hurry up. How much information do you need from the thing? I need to know where gate three is. You're going to have fights over that. So they're going to have to have more than one. Right? Right. Now we've created we've created robots now that the headline, uh-oh, robots are learning to disobey humans. Yeah. They've created a they've created the the humanoid machine that says no to instructions if it thinks it might get hurt. Right, so that's iRobot. Go ahead, three feet, and bring me a thing. No, there's a table there I could fall and hurt myself. No, I could break. I'm not going to do that. So when they, it's, it's not disobeying humans, really. It's just saying I'm not going to hurt myself. And which is good if you own the, what if you, if you say, Hey, bring me this thing and you, Oh, I forgot. I set you on the table. It's an awful small robot. though. I want a bigger robot. I want a bigger robot. They just had a big deal about the new robot. The, uh, the robot that looks like a female Android. Was that the world robot exhibition in Beijing? Wasn't I? I should have gone to that World Robot Exhibition in Beijing. Five foot six, eye movements, response to eye to eye contact, and can recognize body language. Now, it still is robotish. You can tell that it's a robot, and again, we've talked about it on the show where that's a you know we like it that way. We are. 100% okay with robots as long as we know they're robots. But when they start trying to fool us into thinking that they're a human, A, they haven't got the technology yet to make it to be able to fool us. Or at least that they've released to us. They haven't got the technology yet to be able to fool us. So when they try to fool us, we get pissed because we know that something's not right. That's not a human. That's a robot. They're not reacting like a human would react. They're not putting their hand down on their knee. They're not, whatever it is, it's not like a human would react. We know that something is off. And so we don't want that around us. But as long as we know it's a robot, 
<laughs> yes, bring me another Coke Zero, please, and make it fast. You're listening to The Jeff Fisher Show. The Blaze Radio Network. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. So I'm looking at this chart. Amazing. Uh, Device mostly used for activities by children aged 3 to 4, 5 to 7, 8 to 11, 12 to 15, who go online watching video content in 2015. Watch full-length films or movies, right? All right, so ages 3 to 4, 57%. Watch TV. 5 to 7, 63% watch TV. 8 to 11, 58% watch TV. 12 to 15 years old, 47% watch TV. Watch full-length films and movies on TV. Okay, that's still ages 5 to 7. I mean, that less than half by the time they're 12. TV just goes away. Watch short videos, music videos, comedy clips, how-to videos, trailers for new films. Nobody's watching TV. 8%, 3 to 4 and 5 to 7. 3%, 8 to 11. 2%, 12 to 15. Wow. I mean, there's no TV watching for that stuff. And videos, any kind of YouTube, any of the stuff for online stuff, nobody watching TV. Okay. By the time you're 12 or 15... You ain't even looking at a TV, okay? You can quote me on that too, by the way. By the time you're 12 or 15, you ain't even looking at a TV. I think it says that in the study somewhere. I mean, it is amazing, these numbers. And the mobile phone, huge. I mean, I've got some new studies that I'll talk about next week because I haven't read them enough. To give you the information, but it talks about uh, the small screen and how much stronger the mobile phone system is. And now with the new systems, so you're able to look at it on your phone and then swipe it to the big screen. I mean, that's amazing. I love it. So that you still have the use of the big screen, but it is online. It's not waiting for CBS to air it. It's not waiting for 8 o'clock on Tuesday night so that I can see it on NBC. It's like I'm watching it now in my hand. I'm watching it now. Wow, that looks interesting. I'd like to see it on 47-inch screen. Swipe. There it is. A high... I want that all the time. Now, I, I told you, I gave up cable. I mean, there's new numbers on uh, ESPN, ABC. They're going crazy because they've lost all kinds of subscriptions of their online of people not subscribing anymore. They're still people are dropping. I I cut the cable. The only reason I have the I cut the cable and I didn't cut it a hundred percent. The only reason I didn't cut it a hundred percent because they were going to charge me more 
for to have internet access if I got rid of the cable completely, if I just stayed with the basic cable, it was cheaper for me to keep the basic cable and the internet. Okay, so I kept the basic cable. But, I mean, between Amazon, Netflix, Hulu, the the Blaze, I've got all kinds of we've got we have all kinds of movies uh, on Vudu that you can rent and le- and lease or rent or buy. And on top of which, when you buy a movie now, if you buy a movie at Walmart or Sam's Club and and you have a Vudu account, by the time you get home, it's up on your Vudu. You don't have to open the DVD. I can just watch it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, we're gonna buy that. Click, go home and watch. I don't even have to open it. Hey, I wonder if those DVDs will be worth it, worth any money. You know, collector's edition, unopened DVDs. Yeah, they'll be worth something. They'll be worth something for trash, just like my albums. Thousands of albums worth nothing, just sitting in a box collecting dust. That's what's going to happen to DVDs. Ah, come on, online, network TV, cable TV. Bye. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. The Jeff Fisher Show. Did scientists just pick up the first intelligent radio waves from a distant alien planet? Astronomers have picked up five mysterious unidentified radio signals that could originate from outside the Milky Way. The fast radio bursts included one double di- double signal never heard before. Only 11 of the unidentified transient radio pulses have been recorded before around the world. Hear that? The new double blast, which was accompanied by four signals, which has baffled astronomers analyzing data. Emily Petroff from Swinburne University in Melbourne, one of the team who discovered the signals at the Parkes Radio Telescope in New South Wales, Australia, believes the origin could be more remarkable than anything recorded before. She tweeted, We have no idea what's going on, but we know it's definitely something cool. We may have to listen to that again just to get the full significance of it.
because I didn't hear I didn't hear a traffic report. I didn't hear a weather report. I mean nothing. Come on now. The discovery is being compared in significance to the recording of the wow signal, a strong narrow band radio wave found by Jerry Eben in nineteen seventy seven. The radio burst picked up by the Big Ear Radio Telescope at the Ohio State University it bore all the expected hallmarks of non-terrestrial origin, but has not been detected since. Huh? Fast radio bursts were first discovered from records in 2007, and we finally saw one in real time last year. However... There has never until now been a double blast. They are quick fire bursts of radio energy originating from great distances away. And as a result, must have contained a huge amount of energy. The source remains a total mist. If this comes back that this is like noises from the rainforest in Brazil, I'm going to be pissed. Because they already said uh, they found uh, the uh, readings excited astronomer astron- I can't even say the word readings excited astronomers earlier this year called Puritans. They gave them a name. Okay. Later they found out. Oh, you know what? Those. Uh, those are coming from microwave ovens on Earth that are uh, being prematurely opened in the canteens. <laughs> Come on. The, the guys are opening can opening uh, microwaves at the observatories. Oh, you know what? It's new radio bursts. We never heard that before. What is that? That's Bill taking out his chicken pot pie. Oh, wow. Thought it was something really cool. Well, as Emily Petroff from Swinburne University at Melbourne, the one who discovered the signals, she of course believes the origin could be more remarkable than anything recorded before. And again, I want to quote her tweet: "We have no idea what's going on, but we know it's definitely something cool." Coming through the Milky Way today, it's going to be backed up. Things are looking pretty heavy just outside the left corridor of the Milky Way. Coming through. So you don't hear any of that. We have no idea what's going on. But we definitely know it's something cool. <laughs> that's good stuff come on and what makes it even better seriously because i'm i'm listening to it and i'm thinking okay 
I got you. It's kind of cool. I got you. It's kind of cool. I like it. But then you read that earlier this year when they gave it a name, P-E-R-Y-T-O-N-S, Pertons, Pertons, at the time, they were really cool. We've got these great sounds coming in. Oh, wait. Nah, it was just the microwaves on Earth being opened. So this is going to be like, oh, you know what? Oh, uh, Bill had this thing facing the rainforest, and we thought it was still spacing out in space. We forgot to we forgot to turn the dish, and uh, you know what? That's the that's those guys out in Brazil. So, oh gee, we're sorry. So we're sorry. We didn't. We thought it was another wow signal. But, I mean, we tell you, we have no idea what's going on, but we know it's definitely something cool. Okay? So get over yourself. Remember a while ago when we told you about the 65-year-old clown, that uh, terrifying, misbehaving kids in Florida, and the old guy that was retired, and he put on, he puts on the face mask, and he goes, and you can hire him. And he shows up uh, with the polka dot onesie and the... Black rubber gloves, some balloons. He's got the pullover, a scary clown mask, and he scares kids, and people can hire him to, uh, you know, get your kids straight, right, down in Naples, Florida. Well, clowns are now becoming an issue uh, all over the country. Now we've got two clowns in Wisconsin. One clown, okay, is a copycat of another clown, Because one clown is just a kid, just a kid, a teenager who is a little, you know, developmentally delayed and he likes to dress up like a clown and go outside. The mom says, look, he's not harming anything. Let him be the clown in the yard. He'll walk back and forth, dance around, wave at cars. He's being completely harmless. That's a good point. But now, we've seen sightings of clowns inside the university, around the dorms. People don't know what to think. They're trying to blame my son. There's no way it was him. We have pictures and sightings. So if you're the copycat clown in Wisconsin, stop it. You, we will find you. World Star. Thank you. You can post it up on World Star. If I'm at a university, me personally today, I'm dressing up as a clown. I think everybody, every university should have their own clown. Oh, wait. World Star. (laughs) They do. They're called mascots. What am I thinking? This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network.
This is The Jeff Fisher Show. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. Pierre Opelka, Mike Opelka coming up immediately following this broadcast on the Blaze Radio Network. Followed by uh, Andrew WK with America WK, Chris Delcedo, Mike Slater, Joe Pags, all just today on the Blaze Radio Network. And then Sunday, David Barton, Bill Handel, Jackie D. Oh my gosh. And then Monday through Friday, <laughs> Doc and Skip, Glenn Beck, Buck Sexton, Jay Severin, Pat and Stu. You really, there's no reason for you to listen to anything else but the Blaze Radio Network. You can jo- join me by following me on Twitter, Jeffy MRA. Facebook, Jeff Fisher Radio, and of course, you know, there's always Instagram, Jeffy MRA. So why not do that? I mean, it's really easy to do. Might as well just join the fun, right? Right? I mean, you might as well. Right? Okay, so one of the big stories that uh, came out uh, this past week was uh, about Frank Gifford, the you know, former NFL announcer, big-time uh, money guy, uh, married to, uh, what's-her-face, Kathy Gifford. <laughs> I can't remember her name. And the big story is that he they had his brain uh, analyzed after his death and that said, yes, he had CTE. And they're calling for an end for high school football. Uh, get your brain knocked around. and Chronic traumatic enthephalopathy. Enthephalopathy. Chronic traumatic encephalopathy, a degenerative brain disease. And, I mean, we know that, uh, you know, we do know that Frank had some issues. That's all I'll say. However, Frank had a great life. And it started by being able to play football. And many players... Uh, while now, uh, you know, it's never enough in today's world, right? It's never enough. They've got the NFL bowed down, put hundreds of millions of dollars into an account for the retirees and the concussioned and the concussed and the bruised and the injured, and it's not, that's still not going to be enough. They're already saying it's not enough. And now you've, the Will Smith movie is going to make it even worse the concussion, because they're going to try to say that this the NFL tried to hide the fact when really the NFL, it was one scientist at the time who's going to be played by Will Smith. And now the NFL knows and has done all kinds of things to help players. You talk to players who've injured and can't walk. and barely, Look, they would play again. They would continue to play because it's about loving the game, liking to get hit, being hit. And at some point, your body can't do it anymore. Whether it's early or later, the guys that played for you know played for a number of years, sooner or later it catches up with you, no question. Some sooner, some later. But you went into it willingly, and you got something out of it. You, you you went to college. You got a college degree. Then you went to the next level and played in the NFL and got money. They paid you. That was your job to play football. And yet now you want someone else to say that 
we know you wanted to do it, and we know, but um, you still owe me. You still owe me. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Now, one of the things that I love is hearing about people who are very successful and were told in the beginning that they were worthless. And one of the people that uh, talked about that on his website, Phil Cook, uh, and he's talking about what to do when people don't recognize your talent or potential. And that's something that you know all of us think about. We tell our kids, uh, try to tell their kids, you know, the participation trophies. I, I I hate those, but we do try to tell them. Look, it's okay, and it is okay to fail. It's not okay to be okay with failing, right? And the list here is is amazing about Walt Disney being fired from Kansas City Star newspaper because the editor felt he lacked imagination and had no good ideas. Come on now. Oprah Winfrey, publicly humiliated and fired from her first job in TV as a reporter in the great city of Baltimore for getting too emotionally invested in her stories. Steven Spielberg, rejected from the University of Southern California School of Cinematic Arts. Harrison Ford, first small movie role. Studio executive looked at him and said, you know, you're not going to succeed in the movie business. You might want to do something else. So those are some examples. Doggone it, you are good enough, aren't you? Yes, you are good enough. Have a good week. Keep an ear out for Talking Walking Dead tomorrow afternoon as we recap the next issue of Walking Dead, which happens tomorrow. This is the Jeff Fisher Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network.